Davis steps under center. Gibson and McClendon behind it. Davis with motion by Richard. Will get the ball to McClendon. He leaps. Oh, he doesn't get in. He fumbled the football. Carolina holds. The game is over. And Carolina has won the game. Finley to throw. Over the middle. Intercepted. Wolfuck again. Wolfuck the other way. At the 30. The 40. Wolfuck to midfield. Miles Wolfuck with the pick. The heels on the doorstep of an enormous victory. Left side of the line. Hood standing to Williams' is right. Williams going to throw. One-on-one. Davis has it. Touchdown. Carolina wins. Carolina is the Coastal Division champion. Bernard fields it at the 26. Heading to the far side. Gio at the 35. Gio, he's at the 50. No, he's not. Yes, he is. Gio is going to take it for a touchdown. Are you kidding me? Connor Barth for the possible win. Snap. Spot. Kick away. High enough. Long enough. It's good! It's good! Carolina has won the game on a 42-yard field goal by freshman Hunter Burr. Good gosh, dirty. This is the Heel Tough Blog Podcast. Hey guys, and welcome in to this edition of the Heel Tough Blog Podcast. It's your host, Anthony Pagnata, with you guys as always. And today on the show, we welcome in Lee Pace from GoHeels.com, also one of the voices of the Tar Heels. He's the man that is normally on the sidelines, but of course last year moonlighted a little bit in the booth during COVID-19. And he's here today to discuss spring camp with us. And the first question that we had to ask Lee to get things kicked off was about the secondary unit that Mac Brown talked a lot about throughout the spring and one that saw major, major improvements throughout spring camp. Well, I, I want to see how much better uh, Aquarius Conley can be. Uh, I want to see if Trey Morrison can hang in there for the whole year. Unfortunately, Storm Duck, who was sidelined for nearly all of 2020, was still hobbled with some with some problems there. And they really want to see if Tony Grimes can make the next step. But uh, to me, though, the, the whole story on defense is not the secondary; it's the D line. But that's the that's the whole deal right there. And Carolina has just been mediocre on the defensive line for a long, long time. And uh, particularly in, in the interior guys they've started to recruit well they started to put together three really solid classes and looking at big number five and number six in there with Javari Ritzy and Keyshawn Silver uh, uh, two really imposing forces on the interior they're true freshmen I'm not sure how much they'll contribute but boy they're going to be uh, uh, forces to be reckoned with down the year but but overall uh, the, the defense um, um, is it, it's time for the defense to step up, and I think they're going to. I think that's going to be one of the key storylines for the entire year. Well, with those defensive linemen that you talked about, especially Jabari Ritzy and Keyshawn Silver, you know, how quickly do you think they'll be able to have an impact? Because they were able to get a spring. They're a little ahead of some of the guys that came in last year at this time that were freshmen. But do you think that this is, you know, these are two guys that we can see become a big part of the rotation here in 2021? I don't know a big part. Uh, that, that's that's way too far off. But, uh, you know, the, the good news is the Tar Heels have recruited pretty well at that position for three years now. I mean, you look 
back of the 19 class. You got Tamari Fox, Kevin Hester Jr., Christian Varner, and Ray Bahasic, all of whom are now third-year guys or better. And Bahasic is actually the equivalent of a fifth-year guy, given that he played junior college ball. Up, so those guys are all smart and, and heady and, and physically developed. And then you add last year, you know, you got Miles Murphy and Clyde Pender on the interior, and both of them were playing with hand injuries all the year. So they're ready to have breakthrough years. Cayman Rucker uh, can go inside or outside, and we just barely scratched the surface with Des Evans on the on the on the edge. And Kendrick Bingley Jones was injured last year and couldn't play. So there's a lot of guys ahead of Rizzi in, in Silver, uh, which is is good news. But these these two guys, as I said, are just very imposing physically. They've got great attitudes, and it, it'll be fun to, to see just what they can accomplish this year. Well, when you turn to the offensive side of the football, the position group that I think everybody's been watching so far has been the running backs. There really hasn't seemed to be that much separation from what we've heard from Mac Brown, but it still seems like a unit where there is a lot of talent. Are you confident that there's going to be able to be a group that's going to come out of there and be able to help at least maybe not get this running game to where they were a year ago, but still keep this as a part of the offense that can be productive? Well, I, I think it's the same thing at running back and receivers. But, uh, um, a lot of question marks at both places because the Tar Heels have lost a lot of really good players. But as Mac Brown has said, he he equates both those position groups with, with what he came into uh, two years ago, that, that there were some good players there, just nobody had stepped forward yet and, and, and sorted themselves out. And I think that will happen in time because there's just uh, there's a really good – senior-dominated offensive line in front of them. And, of course, Sam Howell is there, and uh, we know what Sam can do. And I think Garrett Walson coming back for another year will be a force at tight end. So I, I, I think the offense is going to be fine. And um, uh, Ty Chandler, I, if, if the Tar Heels were to be playing Virginia Tech tomorrow night, uh, probably Ty Chandler would be the guy to play for one reason, because he's experienced and going on the road at Virginia Tech in a hostile environment, uh, primetime TV. Mac Brown is going to want somebody who has been through the wars, and he likes to point out how many games that Chandler has played in around the Southeastern Conference. So right now he, he would have the edge to start, but um, a lot of good players there and really in, in, impressed physically with Caleb Hood, uh, the son of former Tar Heel cornerback Elijah or or Errol Hood. God, I'm I'm still fouling up Elijah and Errol Hood here years uh, later, but uh, he's almost six foot, two hundred and twenty five, two hundred and thirty pounds. Uh, very well chiseled. Uh, came in as a true freshman here in the spring, and it's just uh, uh, a very impressive physical specimen. So I, I think he's going to be a guy also to watch. When you look at the offensive line, I think that's one of the areas where you've seen the most growth in terms of the depth on this team. How much deeper is this offensive line from when Mac Brown originally took that job? And, and do you think that this is a group that, as Mac Brown said in his press conference on Tuesday, could possibly get to 10 deep at some point in the fall? Well, this is by far the most experienced in deep offensive line I've ever seen at Carolina. I've been watching it for a long time. The Tar Heels have had several groups who've had guys stick together for two full years, but then they're seniors and they move on. And now they've got, uh, you know, you look at Jordan Tucker and Marcus McKeithen and Brian Anderson there in the middle, all have started for essentially three years uh, running. So all three of those guys. So, but, but you're right. It's going to be developing the, the eighth, ninth, and tenth guys. And, you know, one of the subplots this year, Anthony, is going to be looking 
toward the offense for next year because you figure Sam Howell's going to go pro and you're going to be losing um, three, at least three offensive linemen. So part of the deal this year is to develop that offense for next year for the starters um, who will be um, on the field in 2022. Well, when it comes to developing that offense for next year, as you mentioned, at this point everybody is pretty much preparing as if Sam Howell is going to go probably within the first 10 picks of the NFL draft next year, and it doesn't seem like he will, he'll drop far off of that unless he just has an unforeseen season. So that most likely means that there is going to be a quarterback battle, but it seems like that quarterback battle sort of starts this year. You look at Jacoby Criswell and Drake May, both guys, you know, in the spring, um, you know, it seems like Matt Brown was pleased with what he saw from both guys, but he said because Drake is a true freshman, he was going to let him settle in and let that battle sort of, you know, weigh, weigh itself out in the fall. And when you look at those two quarterbacks right now as they head towards the summer, you know, what kind of quarterback battle are we set up for here between these uh, that's beyond my pay grade, Anthony. Uh, I mean, we've got two really good players there with Jacoby Criswell and, and Drake Blake, Drake May, and uh, both a little bit different, but they're both got good arms, heady players, smart players. Uh, both can run, so we're just going to have to let them. It, it's kind of like three, year, two years ago when Carolina came in with with three quarterbacks, and we needed to let that sort out, and Sam Howell did sort that out. So um, really no insight there. We're just going to have to watch that watch that evolve, and uh, it's going to be fun to watch. And Tar Heels had three, if not four, quarterbacks uh, deep, which is a nice way to go into a season. Well, uh, this one I think you could give me a little bit more insight on. This is about the veteran quarterback of that group that we just mentioned there in Sam Howell. You know, he comes in with some big-time expectations this year. But one of the things that you notice about him is that he, he just seems to take everything in stride. He doesn't let it get to his head. And it seems like he's the type of guy that if, you know, there was a guy here in the in, in the recent past and maybe even in the near future that could take home a Heisman Trophy for the Tar Heels, it might be Sam Howell. Is this the best chance that the Tar Heels have to get a Heisman Trophy winner in their program history to this point? Is that kind of where you're at with him? Well, you'd have to go back to Charlie Justice in the late 1940s to have a, a comparable, um, because Carolina has not gone into a season with a somebody that they could point to and, and launch a, a legitimate Heisman Trophy campaign, so to speak. Uh, but but this is the guy. Uh, I can't remember anybody else at, at a quarterback or running back slot. Um, you know, maybe there were some whispers about Don McCauley or, or Mike Voigt at some point along the way, but. Uh, um, you know, Charlie Justice was one of the key guys in the late 40s, but but Sam Howe has gotten all is has outstanding national awareness. Uh, I mean, you see him on ESPN, you see him on SportsCenter, you see him on Saturday morning with with the ESPN guys. Uh, the national media knows knows who he is, and with Trevor Lawrence and so many other quarterbacks having gone, uh, Sam is going to be one of the key guys this year. So it's going to be fun to uh, to to see just what he can do, how much of a viable contender he can be, and how much he can up his game uh, going into his junior year. All right, last question I'll ask you before we get you out of here. You know, when you look at the expectations for this team this year, they're about as high as they've been since Mac Brown left campus. You know, this is a team that it seems like they had a really good spring. Does it appear that they are ready for the expectations that they'll carry into this 2021 season? 
Oh, I think so. And and one thing you need to do, Anthony, is put in your lineup of uh, questions to ask is about the kicking game because that is going to be to me. I'm I'm kind of I'm joking to people. I'm kind of going on a moratorium, not talk about offense because uh, offense is going to do what it's going to do. This is the season of defense and kicking game. Uh, the offense is going to be fine. The whole key for the Tar Heels they, to get in the nation's elite and stay there. You got to be good on defense, and you got to be able to make key plays in the kicking game consistently. And you look at some of those snafus that Tar Heels have had over the last two years in the kicking game, and I I think they have matured their way out of those. I think they've recruited well enough. If the defensive slots like like cornerback, linebacker, defensive end, tight ends, receivers, that they have enough players to to put on those all-important kicking game teams. So I think they'll defend better. I think they'll break some plays. And I think with with Grayson Atkins, with Ben Kiernan, and with Jonathan Kim, you've got a, um, a trifecta there of experienced, talented kickers who I think can really manage the ball. And I'm, I'm as interested in watching the kicking game this year as I am anything else. So to answer your question, yeah, this is a complete team because they're adding defense and kicking game that they haven't had the last number of years. Well, it was an exciting spring for sure. Now the guys head into the summer, uh, and then, of course, they'll be back in the fall for fall camp to get prepared for that extremely exciting 2021 season that lies ahead. Hey, Lee, thanks for stopping by with us, man. Uh, make sure you guys go and check all this stuff out. GoHeels.com will be back uh, on the sidelines this year for the Tar Heel Sports Network. I know you're excited about that, Lee, but thanks for stopping by with us, man. We, we always appreciate it. Sure thing. It was fun, Anthony. Take care. All right, thanks, Lee. So we want to thank Lee for stopping by with us. Uh, always great having him on, one of the favorites, and so many other great additions of the podcast with some guests that we've had on here in the recent past. We're also going to have, uh, I, I believe we're going to have Daniel Parlagreco in the next couple of days coming on to help us recap the NFL draft from a Tar Heel perspective, tell you what he thinks of the landing spots for certain guys, what he thinks they could be in the NFL. So make sure that you guys are keeping an eye out for that. Make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. When you rate and review, that sort of moves us up uh, some of those rankings allows people to find the podcast a little bit easier, so we greatly appreciate that. And the subscribe button, that is for you, so you don't miss any of these great editions of the podcast. Again, as we head into the summer, we are going to be looking to get on some former players. I know we've been saying that a lot, but we really want to hammer that home because we are going to have a great lineup of guests throughout the summer. We did it last year. It was an extreme success, and we want to do it for you guys again this year. We'll also be updating you throughout the summer on everything that's going on. You'll probably be hearing a lot more of Zach Hubbard here in the next couple of months as uh, the recruiting trail opens back up. Of course, the recruiting dead period is going to end at the start of June, so that's really going to get things ramped up pretty quickly as they go into the summer months. So we'll have you covered on all of those fronts. Also, have you covered over on the website. You can find the uh, Heel Tough blog podcast there as well. There's a tab for it at the top. Same thing with the now newly renamed Four Corners podcast after Hubert Davis, of course, took over as head coach for Tar Heel Basketball. We made the name switch, so make sure that you guys check those out. But also on the website, all the articles that you guys 
guys want all of the latest news on the Tar Heels, all the latest opinions from us on the Tar Heels, including Tar Heel football, Tar Heel basketball. And right now, we are not doing Tar Heel baseball, still looking for a Tar Heel baseball writer. So if you are interested, please hit us up on social media at HTB Anthony. That's me on Twitter at HTB Josh on Twitter as well. That's Josh Marlowe, my co host, also the guy uh, that helps uh, with some of the behind the scenes stuff, uh, some of the backroom stuff. So if you guys are interested, make sure you hit up one of us and you can also uh, email us. You can email us at heeltoughblog at gmail.com. We'll also make sure to check there if you're interested in writing for the baseball team. Uh, Some of the articles that are on the website right now from a football perspective, we've got a couple of draft recap articles that are up there. Uh, We, of course, have Mac Brown's press conference takeaways from his final presser of the spring. And then, of course, we are going to have you covered here during the NCHSAA state title games. There are three big-time targets slash commits that are in action in this one for the Tar Heels. Uh, so we're going to keep you updated on all that, keep you up to date on on some of the guys the Tar Heels are targeting or have already landed in their recruiting classes as they compete for state titles. So make sure that you check out all of that on the basketball front. Josh has been really keeping you guys up to date on everything that's been going on in the offseason, and that hasn't changed as we've gotten a little further down the line here, but he's keeping you up to date when it comes to uh, even some schedule news that came out the other day. That article's up there as well as some stuff on the recruiting trail, so make sure you guys check out all of that stuff on the website, HeelToughBlog.com. And then lastly, make sure you check out the social medias. It's uh, The main one, of course, is Facebook. That's the one that we post on the most. Uh, we do post on Twitter just about as often there, but there are some things that we post on Facebook that you won't be able to see on Twitter, so we want to make sure uh, that you got us on Facebook. Uh, just search Heel Tough Blog, like, and follow. Uh, that'll get you all the content you want there. And then on Twitter, it is at Heel Tough Blog. Uh, you can check all that stuff out as well. So that wraps it up for this edition of the podcast. Again, want to thank Lee Pace for stopping by with us. Want to thank you guys for listening. And as always, go Tar Heels. <laughs>